Welcome to We Got This Covered's Cinemaholics, the weekly movie review talk show where John Negroni and Will Ashton discuss the biggest and best films coming to theaters. So sit back, relax, and pour one out for the two and only Cinemaholics. Welcome once again to Cinemaholics, the official podcast of WeGotThisCovered.com. I am your cinema host, John Negroni, from the internet, California, and live from the internet, Pennsylvania, back from his recent stint on the White Collar Comedy Tour, Will Ashton. <laughs> All right. Hey, John. <laughs> it's just an Alan Alda thing. That's an inside joke, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to alienate all of our listeners at this point, I guess. Uh, that's, they, they, we want them to feel like if they hang out with us on Facebook, that they'll feel like they know us. And put your earbuds together for our own sound master, Maverick Hines from the Dial-Up Dungeon. Dial-Up Dungeon, I'm free. Who? It's great to have you both on. Lots to do. We're reviewing some big movies this week, including Cars 3, 47 Meters, Rough Night, and more. But first, we're going to open the show with some of your emails, uh, because we've fallen a bit behind. So I like to call this segment... But our emails, which uh, <laughs> I promise it won't take too long. And uh, I, I, let's just let's just jump right into it. So this email came to us from Courtney. Courtney from the Internet Boston. Courtney, uh, who do you think hey, you are? I'm just kidding. Courtney wished us peace and dreams. Oh, well, never mind. I take it back. Courtney said, hey, everyone, I've been meaning to send my feedback for a while. This last episode compelled me to say something in light of the it comes at night debate. So Uh-oh. for our listeners who don't know, we did a review of it comes at night last week and uh, Maverick Hines and myself where we weren't really feeling the movie lashed and loved it gave it a really high grade so there's a little bit of a heat there which doesn't happen often it was good to argue yeah. mm-hmm. I like arguing with Will it's kind of what we started this podcast for yeah that's all about because we used to disagree all the time and I think we've been hanging out too much yeah. <laughs> from better. across the country yeah so Courtney said I watched the movie Tuesday night at Will Ash, sorry, Bill Action's recommendation. That's uh, how she has it typed. That was not that, John that is making like a joke. how she typed it, yeah. And I have to say that I definitely see both sides of this argument. I don't agree with Maverick's intense dislike for this movie. Pause. I think I need to clarify. We talked about this in the secret, you know, chat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think my my initial like joke of how bad this movie sucks mm-hmm. made it seem like I hated the movie a lot so more than I did. didn't actually- really hate it comes at night. I'll do a brief. You said a lot of nice things. About I'll do it. a brief recap of what I what yeah. I was trying to say. The story, not plot. I learned that word to use correctly now. The story bothered me towards the end. Okay, but the visuals, the score, everything else about the movie, I loved. I think I said it was fantastic. You, you, did, you said that in the episode. I gave it a yeah. B, so I didn't hate the movie at all. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I would probably see it again. Mm. I was just bothered by the ending and some of the story. You know story holes that we're having there just to clarify yeah, for all my yeah. sober friends i did not hate the movie it was not an intense dislike but i appreciate that she i think i think that's pretty fair um so uh courtney said i'm a bit more in the middle like john but i think she's really talking about both of us yeah yeah uh, that's probably because you guys warned me ahead of time my expectations were half and half that's a good that's what we we're trying to do Bill Action made some good points, and they're why I like the movie. I just don't love it or consider this one A-worthy. But like John said, it might be worth revisiting again someday. Oh, and I should also point out, my girlfriend despised the film in its entirety and complained that we didn't see The Mummy. She's not cinema sober, but as you can see, she's got the spicy takes even Bill Action would respect. <laughs> Courtney's pretty great. Yeah, I like, she's, she's got it. What's your response to that, Will? Well, I'm glad she saw the movie and I'm glad she came into it with an open mind and I'm glad that she liked it more than not. I mean, I'm still 
I'm hoping for at least one email that just goes like, you know what? That Will Ashton, he was right about it comes at night. <laughs> there was a YouTube it's, comment that was really digging the movie, if I remember correctly. I mean, I have talked to people who really like the movie like me, so I know I'm not alone. Yeah, you don't need this, but it'd right. be nice. To it would be a good faces. validation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have another email. This one comes from Alex. Uh, Alex has emailed us multiple times. Great listener of the show. Uh, and Alex just has a simple question for Maverick. Why so much hate for Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> we must know. This is what, We took a while to get to this one because Pirates of the Caribbean was like three weeks ago or something like that. So, yeah. and, and Maverick, I, I feel like you don't have much to say on this, but... I really yeah. don't. And I wish I had like a good, like, this could be my moment to prove that I'm not Cinesober anymore, like I'm there, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything like analytical or intelligent to say you haven't seen it in so long i don't expect you to i don't want to i have zero interest in these movies here's my thing i just don't care about them Uh, so okay but you watched when did you watch the first movie i can't remember when i watched i've seen it plenty of times since it's not like i watched it once in the black pearl though yes so you watched curse of the black pearl and you did not like it at all didn't feel anything wow not to sound inappropriate, but the girl I was with at the moment, mm-hmm. she was into it. So I really pretended to care. Like I was like, I've seen you do that, that with your wife. Yeah. With like lots of, other I do things. that with you too. That's why I'm here. Um, but <laughs> nice, <laughs> but I watched it a few times after that. I watched, I think one or two of the sequels. I can't remember cause they all mm-hmm. blur into one big crap piled for me, mm. but they just don't interest me. What I want from a pirate movie. And it, it, I think it's like an expectation thing for me, but like when I think of pirates, I think of like, like, I mean, I know the movie has like dark and kind of whatever elements, but it's like you want a serious like Christopher Nolan esque pirates. I movie. just want like a really dark, messed up, twisted, like like almost like a horror movie for pirates. I'd like, be so down for that. That's though. that's what I want from pirates because that's what I think of as pirates. Mm. And I'm playing Black Flag right you think now, of, like, too, the so fog. I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah so I want something like really grimy, not like I don't want like the, you know, the Johnny Depp fun, whatever he's trying to do it. How old is he now? Like a thousand? I don't care. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so it's hard for me. Like, I don't hate the movies because they're bad. It's just like it's totally that kind of genre and style. You just just, don't buy into the concept. It's like how a lot of people just can't like cars from Pixar because cars to them is just a concept they just can't get into. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's it. It's just, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't think it's funny. I don't find Johnny Depp's character, even in like the first few where he was like the biggest thing in the world, Mm -hmm. wasn't interesting to me. The like dark sinister moments just were like nothing. So it's just, it's just one of the things that just doesn't strike me. It's just not, not super fair. Not for Sinister Mav. I I love swashbuckling movies. We totally disagree, but I'm so, I, I understand that they're not a guilty pleasure, but they are just such a specific thing that I, I, I totally understand. Like that's it's just not your thing. Like yeah. the kind of movies you like seem to be like more serious, down to earth. You obviously love horror movies. Yeah, and, I like yeah. I like dark movies. I like stuff that's a little bit heavy. And, and it's not to say that I don't like any happy movies or anything like that. But this one, I think, is just such a yeah. narrow lane. This it's is such why I'm really niche. looking forward to our Dark Tower review. Because yes. I'm I'm actually yeah. super excited for that movie. And since a, even though I'm not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will, did you have anything to say about all that? Because I know. know. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, what would you say is the best pirate movie then? Like not Pirates of the Caribbean movie, best like pirate movie in your That's opinion. That's the thing. I haven't I haven't seen a lot. And did you like Treasure Island? Did you ever watch the, any of those? I watched, had to watch that in schools. I mean, yeah, like, Treasure I, I, Planet. I watched that. But again, <laughs> those those are all kind of, yeah. you know, frilly, They're always adventure-y, frilly yeah. happy movies. So I think it's just what because if, for me, I, I, I want that specific kind of movie. Yeah. And that hasn't happened bad? yet. Yeah. What about like Captain Phillips? 
I don't think I've seen. Oh, oh is that, <laughs> is that the Tom Hanks? Yeah. I like that yeah. line that everyone likes. I think I say that pretty <laughs> often. People love that movie. But yeah, I so it. I mean, whatever movie studio is listening right now, I know there are many. Right. Please make me like a horror, a dark, idea. heavy pirate movie. That's what I want. Well, Mav, this is why we do the show, because we have so many different opinions. And because of our discussions, these awesome movie ideas come out and the studios get these tips for free. Yeah. A24 just called me, actually. They're going to do it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Your phone's going nuts. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to our last email before we get into our cars review. Uh, So this one actually comes from somebody who does the podcast with Will Ashton. It ain't ogre till it's ogre. And by the way, I should say that if you want to listen to our Pirates of the Caribbean episode, uh, and our it comes at night episode. All of those, all that stuff is available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, they're in the last couple of weeks, so go check those out. And then it ain't ogre till it's ogre. Uh, Will, your co-host Matt uh, Serafini, am I saying that right? Uh, Serafini, yeah, Serafini. I like him because he he usually says in. nice things about me, which makes me feel yeah, good about true. myself. Someone's got <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Matt wrote in and said, "Hey, my name's Matt." And I've listened to every episode you guys have done so far, so I guess you could say I'm a fan. I really liked your guys' thoughts on Wonder Woman and Riverdale in last week's episode. I want to point out that John assumed that Riverdale works better to binge than to watch it week by week. And I got to say, I think he's absolutely right. Thanks, Matt. Speaking as someone who watched the show week by week, it got really tedious, but I'm looking forward to season two and hoping it will be stronger. Yeah, I didn't watch it week to week, but I could totally, I totally understand why people would get kind of sick of it. I'm, I'm like that way with the CW shows in general right now. Mm-hmm. I, I hate watching Arrow and Flash week to week, so I always just well, I just don't watch over. Them. Yeah, you don't watch them at all. Are you ever going to get into it, Riverdale, Will Ashen? Uh, probably not, but I'm not ignoring it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Nah, it'll get you eventually. Do you like the Archie comics? Not really. I, don't I think mean, any of us do. I, I just haven't really read them. Yeah. 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 I, I was at a bookstore. Uh, recently, and I saw that they still have like the more really recent Archie comics, like Jughead has his own mm-hmm. thing, and like they have like Sabrina the Teenage Witch in one issue, and so I love all that stuff because I like the tie-ins and with like Josie and the Pussycats, and like yeah. maybe they could do Scooby Doo at one point. So I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Anyway, back to Matt's email. So Matt said, I also want to commend you guys on adding Maverick as a regular co-host. I think it's really benefited the show as the basic premise is bridging the gap between critics and fanboys. Uh, Will and John are both very much critics, whereas Maverick is more of a fanboy. In that way, he really helps to bridge that gap. So kudos for that. Uh, he also said that we should update our intro because it says Will and John are the only two cinemaholics, but all uh, at, the, at the same time, Maverick is cine-sober. So yeah, what, I mean, I've been I'm with you, Matt. I've been barking up that tree for years. <laughs> I also wrote <laughs> Matt back and I was like, do you mean a fanboy in like a derogatory yeah, way? Yeah, so that was my and next he question. he doesn't. Okay, yeah, because yeah, so. like in the music kind of crowd, like when you're talking about people who are like, oh, there's such a fanboy, like that's such a slam. And I was like, man, Matt is hating on me right now. Which, yeah, I don't think that's fair because you are very music oriented, you know? Like yeah. that's, you're not, I don't think you're a fanboy. I don't even think you're like, a movie fan you're a movie goer who has a very specific like I'm a, niche i'm just a like guy movies. who edits a podcast I'm you're joe schmo i'm just here you're an actual yeah. joe schmo yeah yeah i think that'd work better if my name was joe yeah yeah it's <laughs> like way too exotic <laughs> all right so that'll do it for but our emails uh we have to go right now maverick did not watch cars 3 but we have a special guest yeah. coming in before before i yeah. dip out i do want to say just a couple things in yeah. regards to what's coming for the Cinehawks podcast. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have 
some happening. last calls coming. And yeah. for those of you who don't know what those are, last calls are our bonus episodes that kind of come out midweek. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more relaxed, kind of just an over thing. We're always going to have a beer cracked and we're just going to sit and we're going to talk about in charge it. of them. That's why they haven't happened on y- schedule. Mm, that and John's a mean <laughs> well, anyway. person. Anyway. Um, so yeah, the last calls or bonus episodes are mm-hmm. just kind of a more relaxed. I mean, I, we're already pretty chill, but just more of a sit back, less edited, just fun, open conversation about random topics. Um, I would like us to start off with an, a Q and a, I think that'd be really cool for all of our growing cinemaholic fans. So if you have questions that you want us to answer on air live, we'll read them. We'll give you a shout out and we'll answer them. Email those in, leave comments on any of the many, um, you know, social media platforms that we have the podcast available at. And I promise you, we will read them all. We'll get them read and we'll we'll answer those questions as they come. Um, and if you have ideas for stuff you'd like to hear for a short, you know, instead of an hour long podcast, you know, it'll be a 20 to 35 minute little hangout. Like half the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just a little chill thing. We're gonna have guests on there, but if you have ideas for stuff you want to hear, cool ideas, you know, theories or whatever else you want to hear about, you know, give us, like I said, leave a comment. It all relies on you guys engaging with us. And that's why we haven't had one yet. Cause we don't have a lot of stuff going back and forth just yet. So but we do have some stuff in the works. That we yeah. Think you're gonna we've like. got some ideas. We've yeah. got them planned and we're going to start doing those once a month. So every month you can look for at least one last yeah. call coming out and those are going to, those are going to start popping up. So send us ideas and send us stuff you want to hear. It can be anything. Just be like, Hey, last call idea or last call shout out, do this yeah. and we'll get to it. So my favorite thing about the 30 minute format is that, you know, our hour format is nice for certain types of commuters mm-hmm. who, you know, people tell me that they listen to the show when they go to work or whatever. That's the only time great I if your commute's it. like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But if your commute's mm-hmm. like 15, and that's a lot to deal with. So this is going to be nice. Uh, they'll be able to, hey, I got to, I'm at work, got to pause. Yeah. But, you know, or if your commute's 30 minutes, it's even more perfect. It's perfect. So yeah, please, it all relies on you guys engaging with us and sending us comments and questions. So we want to see that so we can answer those and make this fun for all of us. So also tell us how you listen to the show because we want to make, you know, like inside jokes. So like if you're jogging or something, we can be like, watch out for that, you know? So yeah, do that for sure. Eventually that's going to line up perfectly. We're going to be like, Oh, watch out. And someone's going to trip and fall. And and then we're going to get sued. Yeah. It's going to be great. So yeah, that's, that's it for me today. All right. I'll miss you guys. All right. Bye, man. Bye. Hey, all you Deadpool fans, we've got the perfect Cinemaholics news bite for you. Ryan Reynolds, who starred as the Merc with a Mouth in the hit 2016 film Deadpool, confirmed this week that Deadpool 2 has officially started production. He tweeted the news in view of Hatley Castle in Vancouver, which is the exterior set, of course, for the X-Mansion, used for the ongoing X-Men movie franchise. David Leitch is directing the film, with Ryan Reynolds again serving as producer, alongside Simon Weinberg and Lauren Schuler Donner. We already have some casting confirmations, including Zadie Beats' as Domino, Josh Brolin as Cable, and Jack Kessie, who is rumored to be Black Tom Cassidy as the film's villain. The sequel will also see the return of a lot of favorites from the last movie. Vanessa's coming back, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Colossus. Deadpool 2 hits theaters on June 1st, 2018. All right, and we're back. And welcome to the podcast for a second time, digital illustrator Kayla Savage. Hi, everybody. You got a warm reception the last time you came on the show did i yeah you did so people really people enjoyed me. your your output they liked my tone for sure they liked mm-hmm. what i had to say i think the word I'm timing got brought up a lot <laughs> real with everybody john mm-hmm. so here i am i'm back and this is great because pixar is absolutely in your wheelhouse uh, you have been a huge fan of Pixar for a long time. It's the reason long, you and I are engaged to be married. That's the reason? Yeah, that's Pixar kind of brought us together. 
Pixar brought us together. Yeah, the company, business-wise, yeah. I wish. <laughs> they want nothing to do with me, and they won't respond to any of my emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, fort- fortunately, we can still review Cars 3, and they'll have to... Uh, they can't censor you there. So let's talk about Cars 3. This is the third Cars movie, obviously, directed and written by Brian Fee. Brian Fee, for those of you who are not Pixar heads, has worked on a lot of Pixar films in the art department, uh, from Wally to, I believe he did Inside Out and Ratatouille. And uh, this is his directorial debut. So Pixar definitely showing that they're really trying to get fresh blood in the director's seat. And it's usually to, unless your name is Brad Bird, uh, middling results, but Let's let's get into this film because you know really quickly the Cars franchise is uh, it's an interesting one. Starting with you, actually let's let's do a synopsis first so people get something about you know jump into. Uh, so Lightning McQueen sets out to prove to a new generation of racers that he's still the best race car in the world. Uh, as I mentioned, Brian Fee did write the uh, he does have screenwriter credit and he did work on the story along with. Ben Queen. The film stars Owen Wilson, Christelle Alonzo, Chris Cooper, Nathan Fillion, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, Army Hammer, and many others. Bonnie Hunt, of course, coming back, and Carrie Washington. I think this is her first Pixar movie. Starting with you, uh, Will Ashen, before we talk about the movie itself, can mm-hmm. you just tell us, like, what is, where do you stand with the Cars movies? And I want to hear the same thing from Kayla right after. I mean, I'm somebody that likes every Pixar movie to date, but not to the same extent. Like, obviously I think they have a level material and they have B level material and cars for me has always been kind of stuck in the B level. Like I never disliked cars as intensely as some people did, but I can't have that same wild appreciation that some people, mostly people are very, very much younger than me have. I just kind of found it like charming. Uh, they're, they're nice. They're well-made films, but I, always find that like when I think about them too much, they get really confusing, especially the whole like mythology of their universe. And also like they never really stick with me as much as like their other better films as far as the company is concerned. So, I mean, I liked, I think cars one is still the best of the cars films. I think that's just the best, most round, well-rounded film. It's basically, uh, what's that Michael J. Fox movie, uh, doc something back to the uh, future. No, 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 no. It's, uh, <laughs> Doc Hollywood. It's oh. kind of the same plot structure as <laughs> yeah, that yeah. film. But I mean, it's a good film. I like Cars 1. Cars 2, I, I get the people's complaints. I kind of just like it as a silly action movie. Kind of like the man uh, who knew too much or the man who knew too little. Kind of like, or like a Johnny English kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, but I, under, I definitely understand people's complaints with that film. But the third one, I didn't really... I was kind of apprehensive more in the sense that like I'm not against the series. I just kind of wish the company didn't keep pushing these films because I feel like they're... They can do more with what technology they have and what story capabilities they can do. And I felt like this movie was basically what I expected it to be. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of a perfectly well-made, but nothing extraordinary achievement for Pixar. Oh, interesting. Okay, Kale Savage, to you. Uh, sum up like your thoughts on the Cars franchise leading up to this one. Um, the Cars franchise is... Uh fine it's just like because the second one i never saw all the way through i tried to watch it once and fell asleep and (laughs) and you watched it like 10 a.m since then i haven't attempted to watch Mm -hmm. it again because it's so ridiculous 
Um, the it's first one, their silliest movie. Yeah, yeah, and even the first one for me, when I watched it, I was like, "This is a little bit cliche," mm-hmm. because it's got the whole character that's arrogant who has to learn not to be arrogant. You know, Lightning McQueen has to sit down and be humble. He has to learn to slow down. Be Winning humble. isn't everything. Yeah, so I, I don't know. And then the whole planes thing happened, and I was just kind of, mm-hmm. I was done with that. And then, Whoa. you know, I know planes isn't Pixar, yeah. planes is Disney, but it's still the same universe, right? Right, yeah. So I it think does, so, yeah. It does bring, yeah, Disney Toon. It's literally. Worked on that. Same people who did the direct-to-DVD Disney films that we remember so fondly. You mm-hmm. know, the Aladdin films, those sequels, Little Mermaid sequels, all of those. Yeah, but I saw it on the big screen, planes. Yeah, it was on the big screen. So Both of them. that was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the the Cars franchise is okay. I've always liked it. Not as much as like Toy Story, obviously, or yeah. even like Wally and stuff. Which Wally's great. I don't know why I use that as an example. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, I've just kind of liked it, not loved it. So you know, kind of same answer as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where I. S- where I stand, because we're going to be doing a ranking the Pixar films episode pretty soon. Like a, as a I last had call. them all ranked. And oh, you didn't invite me to that episode. <laughs> My <laughs> no, bad. I didn't bring it up here, but you know, uh, no. But like when I think of like the first, I, I have a lot of affection for the Cars film. First Cars film, I saw it in high school. I I had very low expectations going into that because I remember the trailers did not excite me in the slightest. I kind of like Will. I thought the premise was confusing. And I wasn't all that into the idea of like watching animated cars doing animated cars things. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I was so used to like Pixar as like formula up to that point was like the secret life of toys, bugs, monsters, and fish, right? So, and superheroes. So this was like the and secret rats. life of cars without the secret life part. Mm-hmm. But no, because this was before Ratatouille. So like cars comes out and it's like you have to buy into this idea that it's a world with only cars and you spend so much of that movie having to like accept that, that I think that's a big reason why a lot of people don't regard it as highly as they do some of the other Pixar films. Right. And I would say that if anything, the first cars teaches us that life is a highway (laughs) and they want to ride it all night long. It's just that song the entire time. Uh, no, but I, I still like the movie a lot. I think that it's uh, it's good. It's a good message. And I think I'm exactly on the same page with Will that it's definitely not a material from Pixar. Uh, Cars 2, I think, is atrocious. I think it is just it's just not a good movie. It's legitimately bad sea level stuff, in my opinion. I, I don't like what they were trying to do with mashing up the genres. I, I It's clearly a move that Pixar did because they had to, not because they were passionate about it. They just went into a ridiculous place, like chaos. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> completely undermines the first film. It, it completely takes it out yeah. of the, in the world that it was already operating in, which is why I really appreciated Cars 3 was kind of like, let's get back to mm-hmm. the basics. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have noted that, that that's not good enough for a lot of people who already don't like the Cars movies. I think there's a huge subset of, especially film critics, but also a lot of moviegoers and Pixar fans who will never like a Cars movie, and you're never going to convince them that Cars 3 is a good movie, mm-hmm. but because they didn't like the first Cars. I, I haven't met a single person, though, or I haven't read this opinion. I'm sure it's out there, but somebody who really, really liked the first Cars, but hated the third one. 
Like I know some people who like tolerate the first cars and hate this one. Cars three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with them. I think cars three is like Will said, very well made. And, uh, I think I like it a little bit more. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I yeah. think I liked it more than the first one just because we'll get into that, I guess. I would at least say that it's, uh, I, I think there's a good argument to make that they're at least in the same like neck and neck. I personally like cars three better. Uh, but let's get into the film itself. Uh, Will Ashen, Cars 3. Yep. What did, what did you think about this movie? It's a comeback story. Uh, what were the things you liked and what were the things you didn't like? Well, this is a movie I remember thinking the second half was a lot stronger than the first half for some reason. Like, I liked what they were going for here. Like, they were definitely trying to add more of a, like, more thematic weight to the series that was lost in the second one. Like, the second one, like you guys were saying, it's just a completely silly romp, basically. And the fact that it came out right after Toy Story 3. Yeah. Was like it gets it. I mean, I can see why people really dislike it because it kind of felt like almost like a slap in the face. Just like, hey, like here's this great emotional achievement. Now here's this completely silly film that like has like that just raises more questions than answers. And it's for this first, universe. It's the first Pixar sequel or spinoff that was not good. Basically, right? I can get that. I mean, to me, I just like it more on the entertainment level. But I can. I don't think it's like a well-made film. I just think it's perfectly serviceable and by Pixar standards. That's really disappointing. Right. But uh, yeah, this, the third movie, it's it's interesting because like they're going for like a kind of Rocky approach, like a Rocky sequel approach where it's like we see Rocky four. Yeah, it's like Rocky three and Rocky four mixed together. Like yeah. uh, the the new villain in this Jackson Storm, he is kind of like a mix of Clubber Lang and Dolph Lundgren's character in the fourth movie. He's like this cocky, arrogant dude who like, well, I think of the, yeah, the fourth one's because like everything it's like everything comes down to numbers and it's like we yeah yeah they do that same gimmick right but he has kind of more of the cockiness like the outspoken cockiness of clubber lang so it's like a weird mix of the two but uh yeah and then he has like in this huge traumatic accident that we see in the trailers which i actually thought that was really well done like i remember in the trailers like half the time i was like that's interesting but it kind of felt like a little too self-serious but in the film it actually worked really well and so like but like i don't know like i didn't I feel like I was missing like that emotional investment in the beginning that I wasn't like I, it kept like being really nostalgic for the first movie. I just didn't have like that same nostalgia that they wanted me to have like the same way in the third movie, how like the movie kind of hinders very much on your nostalgia for these characters. And it works because I think most people have nostalgia for Paul Newman. the. Yeah. But like even that, like like those scenes didn't really feel like as resonant as I thought they should have been. They felt like they're good, but they just didn't have like that wow effect. I feel like that would made this movie a lot better but then once we get to like the scenes where he's actually training and stuff that's where i feel like the movie kind of took this like oh this is actually what i want this movie to be like they have this kind of like rustic like dirty almost basics to him and like some of the animation like especially on the beach and on uh the racetrack when he goes to visit um paul newman's like hometown like there's some of the best like scenery i think pixar's ever had in a film ever it's gorgeous my yeah yeah, like it's people who incredible. think it's just NASCAR speedways and stuff, they mm-hmm. take a lot of time to show you, like, because this is in the American South. That's a big thing I like about the movie is how they bring that entire that kind of scenery to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it just it's not what that was like. I think not what I expected from this movie at all, and I think that's why I like the most. It's just that it's completely different from what we've seen, but not like Cars too different, where it's just odd and like mm-hmm. it doesn't really match, and it doesn't like make you like question like how there's like a pope in the cars universe or how there's like world war two and stuff. It's just more like, Oh, like we're just actually generally seeing a different side of this universe, but we can still kind of believe it in this sense. 
it's neat. I mean, I, I actually wish we spent more time in that like area because I felt like that felt, really felt like lived in and authentic in a way that these movies haven't really been in a long time. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think I'm kind of mixing the movie, as you can probably tell. Like, I don't love it, but the stuff I like, I do really like. I just kind of wish the overall film I had more of an emotional impact for Interesting. We're not very far off, I think. I, I didn't think the movie was very funny. I chuckled like a couple of times. Yeah, I agree. Funny. I, I didn't <laughs> think it was hilarious. I think because you we were talking about it. But yeah, talk about your favorite uh, thing about the movie. I really I thought it was it was clever. I thought it was really clever and funny, actually. Um, there's there is some clever, like con- conceptual stuff in there for sure. Like the whole um, what's the green car um, from Chick the first Hicks? one? Yeah, his whole thing cracked me up. That's good. Like, yeah, they, they really, because it's a sports movie that they're going for this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so a typical, he, like, yeah. Troy Aiken. Oh, crap. You're going to have to edit that out. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, something fell. Um, You're good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Are, is everything okay? I'm just so... Yeah, we're fine. I was so... Don't worry about it. His character was so exciting, and it's got me throwing things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was funny. I loved Cruz. Um what they did with her character. So Cruz Ramirez is Lightning's younger trainer. She's kind of like someone who understands why Jackson Storm is winning so much. And so she tries to use her, you know, cutting edge racing uh, training ideas to help Lightning become as fast as uh, the new cutting edge racers. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are really mixed on Cruz Ramirez. I've seen a lot of people really dislike her. I've seen a lot of people compare her to uh, Dory from Finding Nemo. Like, mm. they're kind of going for that same kind of humor. Well, she's, like, a little goofy and very out there. But it, I think it's really fun. I think it's a, it's a fun thing. I, re- I personally related to her character a lot. Um, so, there's that. But, yeah. Um, I thought the color palettes were amazing in Cars 3. How they used primary colors was just... It was breathtaking, guys. Um, Yeah. Um, I thought the VR joke was funny. Um, You know, in the training area. Never mind. Well, we probably shouldn't get into specific jokes. Okay, yeah, that was... Yeah, but yeah, (laughs) I thought... a little bit. Sorry. Um, I thought that, yeah, it was really funny. Um, I think... The type of humor just like hit it for me. And I was watching it by myself. So hmm. it's not like, you know, because sometimes when you're watching it with people, yeah, you think it's more funny than it is. But nah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I, uh, in my opinion, I go back and forth sometimes with this one because I think Jackson Storm as a villain is very weak. I, I thought that his entire, his characterization was very, very simple. Well, he's not simple. in it a whole lot. I though. understand that, but I just mm-hmm. think that, like, Chick Hicks wasn't in the first Cars that much, but he still felt more like really? a real character to me. See, for me, he felt, like, almost cartoonishly evil. But I think Chick that works Hicks. in a cartoon, whereas, like, Jackson yeah. Storm didn't have a very entertaining kind of evil. He was just kind of, like, a jerk. Well, and I, I thought just didn't he think was... it was very compelling. Like, we've seen that kind of villain so often. He wasn't very memorable. I I don't know. There, there was something about... There was a lot missing. Well, he reminded me of, like, a real sports player. <laughs> That's exactly, though, right? So, like, it's... So, so many he was sports just movies like... have that kind of character. It's Karate Kid, you know? It's like... It, we've seen it so much. Mm-hmm. I guess so, but, like, I don't Pixar know. Pixar can do better. I thought he was fine. I think Cruz Ramirez is a lot more interesting in like contrast. So like, you know, we'll, we'll get into spoilers a little later in terms of like 
some of the stuff because we I think we all can I think we all agree that the second half is a lot stronger. Yes. I think the first half, mm-hmm. uh, to Will's point, it, it, it drags a little bit. It's very jumpy and it's uh, very like, let's just get to like what this movie even is. Uh, there's a set piece in the middle of the movie that I think that's when it takes a real turn for like mm-hmm. um, or actually I'd say the beach scene. It, for me, right. is when it really started to come alive a bit. And uh, yeah. yeah, like, and, and one other thing I'll say before I wrap up and then we can do our final, final grades and get into spoilers. I, I honestly, I honestly think that what makes, put this, puts this movie at the top for me, what makes it a little bit better than I think the first cars. And I would, I would put this movie above a couple of other Pixar movies, maybe just brave, but it really comes down to the fact that this is just a good sports movie and the cars come, being alive and this being like a cars universe kind of feels like it comes second to the story. And uh, so for that, because the storytelling is good and I think Brian Fee does a great job in his first time out. And uh, I really love the touches that they, as I mentioned before, that they bring to like bring the American South to life. They really double down on the fact that this is like an American movie. They're really mm-hmm. going for like, you know, just, just stuff that you don't usually see in kids' movies, like an attention to details that are usually overlooked. So that, that, that'll be my final thoughts. I give this movie a B. What about you, Kale Savage? Um, that's probably right around where I'd give it. I thought it was, I, I, yeah, I thought it was good. I don't, I don't think I agree with you that like it does things that we don't normally see. Cause I feel like, especially how it wraps everything up, it was a little bit too clean and like, it was a little movie-ish. unique though. I mean, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but, um, but yeah, overall I, I enjoyed myself watching it and yeah, I think, I think a B is, is correct here. Because I'm a professional film <laughs> critic grader now. All right. What about you, Will? Uh, I was between a B and a B minus. I'm going to give it like a strong B minus. Like a I'm not in love with it. I, yeah, it's weird to grade like that. But I mean, that's kind of just how I feel. Like I, I can't give it a B just because there is some stuff that bothers me that I can't give it that grade. But it's close. It's like a B minus. It's like a that's firm exactly B minus. Exactly what for my me. professors would say to me. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> getting into some stuff here. All right. So for the rest of our review, we're going to take a few minutes to discuss some spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled on Cars 3, please stop listening right now. You can get to our mini reviews by going to the episode description. Uh, if you're on YouTube, it's the thumbnail. And uh, you can just mm-hmm. click right to the timestamp when we start our mini reviews. And you, guys, you won't be spoiled that way. You guys just need a like spoiler wrap that plays in the background. Yeah, maybe we'll, spoilers. We'll, we'll compose something here in a little bit. That'll I can uh, rap you any song that you want. Yeah. Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> it should be, yeah. And I'm, I'm like very proud of our, of like us for not doing any like car puns, for not pointing out the spoilers, Whoa. car pun or anything. So you did say spoiler? the movie drags. The movie does. Uh, that I wasn't, I didn't mean, it wasn't intended. <laughs> and also, okay. yeah, you know, like a drag rate, the meaning isn't double there. So mm. sure. I, yeah, right. I can't think of any <laughs> car puns right now. I can't pun on the spot. All right. Well, let's 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 start spoilers right now. Okay. So, uh, I, I think that a lot of people will see the ending coming a mile away. That's a pun. Hey, and hey! Here the I puns think that it's come. Pretty obvious <laughs> that uh, I mean, you get to a certain point in the movie, it, it's clear where they're going with it. 
Didn't bother me, but did it wanna, bother you guys? Do you want to say it? We're allowed to say spoilers, uh, yeah, right? We just yeah. Said spo- yeah, we're yeah, yeah, but you were very like, I saw where the movie was headed, right? But yeah. without saying, uh, yeah, just, Lightning McQueen it, think, mentors <laughs> Cruz and she becomes mm-hmm. the racer. That's yeah, the spoiler. I, if people are listening at this point, they've seen the but movie. But like, so. what if they don't know? <laughs> okay, anyway. So, my question like, is What's your question? Like they- fell asleep or something when they well, like don't or know they, they're just like me and they want to know because like that's what i am i'm like right. i don't care about spoilers tell me all about the movie i don't know if i want to reward those folks i think they should check out the yeah film. i don't care about spoilers right, anyway i i had a question uh, yes <laughs> did you guys see that coming pretty far in advance uh i mean i figured that's what they're gonna do but i felt like they earned that at that point, like, even though I wasn't super crazy about the first half, I think that like once you said like once they get to that beach scene, I feel like the film kind of comes together and they establish like a good rapport between Cruz and Lightning McQueen. And I feel like they got enough mileage out of it that they it could, you know, earn. Mileage. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think they 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 earned that ending for me. So it wasn't as bothersome, I guess. Um. Yeah. I mean, I do, yeah, you you predict it and then, you know, you're right when. Uh, the whole Doc Hudson barn scene where he's yeah, like, yeah, that's that's the scene that really hit me. Uh, mm-hmm. That quote about his, you know, the best thing in his life wasn't racing; it was you. That for me was like that was the emotional punch that got me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a big reason why this. I think this movie is a B for me instead of a B minus. To be totally honest, uh, I, I, honest, and I, I really like what they did with the Paul Newman stuff. I think some people will disagree and think that it's kind of creepy. That they use like Paul Newman like recordings uh, that weren't weren't used for cars, but were kind of like when they were hanging out in the studio. They use that for those scenes where you see uh, Doc Hudson. Uh, I I thought it was great. I thought it was really touching, and mm-hmm. yeah, I had real. It was real. It was real nostalgia, and like Will said, I think it, that stuff was earned too. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the controversy? surrounding there, yeah i want to get your take on it and of course will ashton's but there has been some controversy where there's this whole story arc where cruz ramirez cannot uh she, she wanted to be a racer but she was too intimidated and uh you can kind of read into that and say because you know lightning's response is like i always just knew i could just be a racer so it feels like it's it's getting into this like message about white male privilege uh, the idea yeah he, because she, of who he is she says yeah. what did it feel like when yeah. you when it was your first race, you know, did you have any doubts? And he's like, no. I just never thought I couldn't do it. But she has that so, hesitation. So the controversy is that, you know, pe- people are taking a message that because Cruz Ramirez is a female character as far as cars go, uh, it's saying that uh, she gets her shot because a man gives it to her. That's that's a read that's coming from the film itself. And I don't agree with that. Um, but I want to get your take on it, Kayla. I mean, that's what happened in the movie. It's Lightning. what happens. Like the re- like he inspires her and he pushes her to go for it. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. But yeah, he's still she she still only got to race because he said it was OK or like he told her to. Well, it's not like she wanted to and she was trying to. But someone was stopping she her. She wanted and to then stay, but like no. nobody ever like stopped her from racing. Though it was that like she had a race like it, earlier in her career, but she and was she too decided to not it. to do it. Yeah, you yeah. know, no, I get that, but uh, I also feel it's not, like I don't think it's him letting her. I think it's him telling her, like pushing her. Like I don't think, and also I don't think that they bring gender stuff into it at all. Like, at no point do they ever recognize why she feels intimidated or make it specifically about gender. Well, I think that. 
they sort of are saying something about gender, but they're not trying to say this is like what we're saying should happen. They were just like, this is a thing that happens. You know, they were just pointing out that like for women, it's, it's harder because like it is easier for some of us to feel really intimidated in a predominantly male field. Yeah. So like it's, it's a thing that happens and I don't know, I related to her character cause that's like, that's how I feel sometimes. Sure. Um, you know, and it's, and it's, it's really hard to like grow up always like being really insecure and unsure of yourself and have hesitations and then just be bypassed by all these, you know, white privileged males who like think they deserve yeah. it because they're who they are. Like it's, it's not fair, but it's, it's something that women do struggle with, you know? Cause so like, that- do you think it's problematic that the, the reason that she gets to do what she does is only because lightning is there? No, because to, like, yeah. well, they painted in a way where lightning is her mentor, right? Mm-hmm. So like she, they're, they're friends. So no, but like, I, I get how like people could, it kind of does look that way. But if you look at like the full picture and their relationship, um, because I feel like to lightning, it's, it's more about the fact that she's young. The fact that she is a person who or a race or a car. Well, who, and he, he remembers know. that like, you know, reminiscing, when he's got that little reminiscing montage mm-hmm. that she's like way better than him. And sure. she has been the whole time. And so like, it makes sense at that point. He's like, Oh, she's the better racer. Um, and like, you know, the whole doc huts and stuff pairs up and he's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So yeah, I don't think that they were like, yes, have this man car, <laughs> let her race. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. Like you were saying, it's her personality and, you know, she needed that push from somebody and it came from lightning cause he was like her mentor. Yeah. The way, the way you articulate all that though, I see better than before. Why then it is still very problematic for a lot of people who watch this and say, why can't we have a movie where she, she does yeah, it herself? Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. But like at the same time, I feel like people would complain that it's like a typical, stereotypical strong female she felt more real to me because she had those reservations yeah because i have those and yeah i could watch wonder woman and be like yeah women confidence i want that but then i can also get something from a movie like this where there's a girl who's like a little bit more insecure like i am but she still succeeds anyways she just has a little bit of help and that's okay all right blushing did you have anything to add to that or uh not really i mean i'm Based on the same page as Kayla, I didn't really think of it. I mean, I didn't think much of it at the time, but I mean, I think, think about point. it now. <laughs> right. Of, like, <laughs> like, don't I even, didn't like, even think of it. it. Like, yeah, because right. for you, the whole Doc Hudson thing, oh, for John, yeah, the whole Doc Hudson thing made him kind of cry. Um, mm-hmm. And for kind me, of? man, I was dying. <laughs> that's so you say. For me, when she was talking about like, she was like, ask me if I wanted to be a trainer. I was like, oh, here it mm. comes. I was like, relating. Right. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. That really, that got me. I was like, wow. Yeah. Holy shoot. I'm feeling pretty good about my grade. Uh, I, I personally, I don't have anything else to add. I think that if you like the Cars movies at all, if you like the first one at all, if you like the second one, definitely. Uh, I think this is a movie you will have a good time seeing and it's it's up to snuff as far as Pixar is concerned. I just don't think it tries or wants to be more than what you know uh the first movie was which i think is fine i think it's better than the first movie uh but did you guys have anything to add before we move on 
Uh, did you see after the credits? I did not. No. Okay. So there's a thing after the credits where they show um, Mater on his uh, computer again. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm kind of, I think they use Mater just enough in this movie. Like, yeah, we mentioned him about as much as the movie did. Yeah, like he he's there. Like they don't want to ignore him because the little kids like him a lot. And he but got they a didn't, laugh out of me. Yeah, I think he they use some appropriate amount. But I was gonna say, and this is a very minor note, but when they show him at the end, like he's just like talking to himself, or whatever. And then his computer comes on, and he's like, "What the?" Uh, and there's a split second where I was like, "I really hope this is that spy agency coming back <laughs> to be like Mater, we need you again. Report back to wherever, Our like sport. Paris." <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. But I was, was just, it? Yeah, was no, it, it was that? just. It's just it was just like he had like the the call still on from uh what's it uh Lightning McQueen which doesn't make any sense because yeah. he was at the race yeah so I don't I don't know why they even showed that but yeah that was just a brief fear I had that moment when like the screen came on and I was just like oh no it's Cars Four is gonna be all about this spy thing again I don't want it but also- crisis averted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to point out how they dance around the fact that uh, Lightning and um, what's her face? Sally. Sally <laughs> are in a relationship, but they like can't make them too much in a relationship because then people ask too many questions like, wait a second. Cars. Yeah. How do cars. Is their kid going to be a hybrid? How do they have a kid? Like, so they're, they're just kind of look lovingly at each other. Well, and yeah, I could get into that, but I think that uh, the listeners don't have time to explore the, the rules and laws it of just, the cars. It just made me have so many questions. I was like, wait, well, you guys are dating? Yeah, it's like how like they're like at one point they're like watch out for the crabs, but you don't see the crabs. Yeah. Like what are they like real crabs? Or are they like car crabs? There like, have you, you, been so there have been car insects and there have been real birds right in the cars movies. So your guess is as good as mine. Hey Cinemaholics, time for your second news bite. Tom Holland is set to play Spider Man once again in next month's Spider Man Homecoming, after appearing in last year's Captain America Civil War. But Marvel Studios and Sony have been mostly quiet on what the webhead's future will be in the coming years. Well, it looks like Holland himself has set the record straight, pointing out that despite Kevin Feige's recent comments to the contrary, there will be a full Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland, though they won't keep using Homecoming as the film's title. In even more recent news, Sony's head honcho Amy Pascal has also confirmed that despite numerous reports, the standalone Venom movie starring Tom Hardy will in fact be connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Tom Holland's Spider-Man trilogy. We've yet to hear any confirmation or denial from Marvel Studios over Pascal's comments, so for now, we'll just have to wait and see as Spider-Man Homecoming hits theaters on July 7th. Let's let's move on into our mini-reviews. Uh, let's talk about uh, a few extra movies. Uh, I do want to start real quick by saying, because we didn't mention the short before Cars 3. Lou, uh, did uh, you guys enjoy that short? Yeah, it was weird. I mean, but I, I thought it was cute. I just thought it was like completely fine by Pixar standards. Kind of like the movie. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not I don't think it's my least favorite car short, but it's not, or my least favorite Pixar short, but it's not my favorite. It's just like, eh, it's whatever. Definitely, for me, it's definitely toward the bottom. What about you? Yeah, Kayla? I didn't see it. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. the, the decision to watch Cars 3 happened very fast. quickly. I was just like, I'm going to go see it. It starts in like five minutes i almost missed my screening i literally sat down and it's the short started 20 seconds later yeah <laughs> so i missed quick. i missed the short 
but I, I didn't enjoy it very much. I thought it was just, uh, it just didn't have that sort of like surprising storytelling to it. And the, the, the Lou thing, I think like, like Will said, kind of weird. The message was very simplistic. It felt just kind of off to me. The main, the main bully kid looks like they took the Arlo design and just aged him up a bit. You mean, um, right, not yeah. Arlo. Or, yeah, Spot. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. He was a dinosaur he child. He was a dinosaur, which I thought <laughs> so was So I was choice. really confused. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, let's start with uh, our first mini review of the day. Uh, let's talk about, uh, actually, this is a film that you saw, Mr. Will Ashen. Uh, mm-hmm. The film is 47 meters. 47 meters. I'll read the synopsis really quick. Wait, whoa, whoa. It's uh, 47 meters down. 47 meters down. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean with less than an hour of oxygen left and great white sharks circling nearby. They must fight to survive. This was directed and written by Johannes Roberts. Uh, It was also written Mm -hmm. by Ernest Riera and stars Mandy Moore, Claire Holt, and Matthew Modine. What did you think of 47 meters down, Will Ashton? Uh, So this is a weird movie because... They initially were just going to release this movie straight to like VOD and direct to DVD. And that's what's going to, was it? That was going to be direct to DVD? Actually, Unfriended was going to be an MTV original movie. And then they turned Hmm. that into a big screen. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I kind of feel like the same way then as this one, because like uh, this movie was, yeah, it was supposed to come out last summer. And then I guess some DVD critics were like, oh, this movie's actually like way better than we anticipated. And they're like, and then I guess, uh, the company sold it to someone else and they decided to release it in theaters. And so it's it's a movie that it's another, you know, shark. It's like it's like shark uh, jaws meets buried almost. It's uh, oh, these yeah. girls. Yeah, it's like these girls, they go into shark cage. Uh, they're like, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? Suddenly the cage goes down all the way to the bottom of the sea. Their air is limited. They, uh, you know, sharks can smell fear. And then there are the but sharks everywhere. Cell phone like Ryan Reynolds. Right, exactly. Uh, but it's it's a movie that's very much a B movie in the sense that it's not trying to like subvert anything. It's not like a movie that's trying to do something more with what it's trying to do. It's just basically a straightforward like peril situation, and you're just trying to watch these characters get out of it. And in that sense, I think it's a pretty good movie. It's it's not like the smartest movie, and it's not like the most well made movie. There's definitely a lot of dumb dialogue, and there's a lot of dumb decisions that they make that are very irksome. But like in the sense that you're just watching these characters for 90 minutes just get out of this bad situation. It's fun. I mean, I enjoyed it more mm-hmm. than I think some critics have because I just kind of, you know, turned my brain off and enjoyed it. So okay. I'd give it like a solid B minus. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's a good, like, refreshing change of pace from all these sequels and stuff. Here's right. the thing, though, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, sharks are yep. not like that in real life and i hate every movie that tries yeah. to turn them into killers first of all there'll never be another shark movie as good mm-hmm. as jaws jaws right. is a fantastic movie but that's where it ends so i don't know i just have a bad i just have a bad taste in my mouth for movies that try to paint sharks as these malicious kill is a shark enthusiast i love oh, okay. sharks more than i love people right if that did happen, first of all, the cage wouldn't sink because most of mm-hmm. the cages are made out of aluminum. Right. It's a very light metal. You could probably swim with Not it. Not this one. because This one was tied to a rope and they have floaters on them mm-hmm. normally. Actually, yeah, all the time. Anyways, problem <laughs> two, if, you, if that did happen, just get out of the cage and swim to the top. 
Also, why would great are great white sharks more threatened by things above them, not under them? Great, yeah, great. yeah. Well, here's the thing: they take it as like a challenge if you're swimming above them. Well, they could, um, but you'd it's have bigger. to be very aggressive yeah. about it. The, if like it's a, a great white, if they're chumming the waters, they're gonna eat the food. That's easy because sharks' job is to clean up the ocean, is to, to pick off the dead, decaying, We literally dying. kill millions of janitors a year because of Jaws. Sharks. Yeah, they're janitors. Yeah, yeah. They keep the ocean clean. If you see a shark, mm-hmm. that means it's a healthy environment. So, like, the, the fact that they would want to, they're not going to want to eat you because they have to get, they have to take in more energy than they're giving out. That's mm-hmm. their job. They have to keep swimming at all times. So, why would they waste their time? The studios do stalking shark you. Uh, all right, well, this is getting too sorry, long for our mini Sorry. Let's, let's get to it. Just next swim one. up to the Does top. Does that change your grade or not? <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, like I say, it's just a fun experience. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not expecting full realism and I know it's not going to be realistic. That's why. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, no, I get into, it. I get it. I, I would actually like to see this movie as like a VR experience. Like, I feel like that would be the best, like most optimal. Yeah, pretty much. Like, see, that's I can't wait to swim with sharks, but I don't want to be in the cage. Yeah. You just want to be out in the free with, with them. them. Yeah, I want to be out there with them. That's completely serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't want to be in the cage. All right, this next film that we saw is Rough Night. Uh, Kale Savage and myself saw this film uh, earlier today. Uh, Rough Night is actually uh, another film. All the movies we're talking about today were written and directed by the same person. That's uh, probably a first. Uh, Lucia Agnello directed and wrote it. Uh, Paul Downs, who's also in the movie, uh, helped write this film. Stars Scarlett Johansson, Kate McKinnon, Zoe Kravitz, and uh, I think a lot of you guys know Alana Glazer from Broad City. Uh, Lucia Agnello, she... Of course, her claim to fame is uh, Broad City, which is mm-hmm. a film or show that I've never actually seen, but I've heard a lot of great things. I do want to check it out in the very it's funny. N- near future. Yeah, I heard it's hilarious. Uh, Rough Night, I think, is less so. I mm. suspect uh, this is a a movie like a bachelorette party. It's kind of like Hangover meets Bridesmaids. Um, well, it's like female version of Very Bad Things, right? Yeah, it is like Very Bad Things. Yeah, good call out and. I think that this movie uh, is it, it, it gets a few laughs. I think it's a decent flick. Did you check it out too, Will? No, I wanted to. I'm actually kind of championing this movie because it's like the first R-rated studio comedy made by a woman in like 20 years. Like I think it's like the first one since Half Baked. So I want it to be good, like just yeah. for those merits alone. But I'm hearing, yeah, like I'm hearing kind of mixing so far. I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I don't mm-hmm. think it's an amazing film. Uh, so the the movie. Like I said, it centers around these girls who uh, it's uh, their bachelorette weekend for the main character played by Scarlett Johansson. And they just get they get into some trouble, some, uh, but, you know, kind of like kind of like the hangover without that, like idea of like they can't remember anything. But it's kind of like it's like one night and it's just like bad thing happens after bad thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, lots of drugs, murder. It's all that stuff. And uh, for the most part, it's pretty funny. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's some touching moments uh, in terms of, like the friendship between some of the characters, uh, relationships between the characters. I think that there's a lot of stuff here that you've seen millions of times, uh, especially sure. in the dynamic between the two leads. Uh, I don't even know if I if I men- mentioned Jillian Bell, but uh, she and Scarlett Johansson play like best friends, and it's kind of like mm. that story that we've seen in like I want to say like 50 TV shows and every movies. yeah yeah. Uh, what did you think of Rough Night, Kale Savage? Um, it was entertaining, for sure. I think there, were, I liked the 
parallels they did between the guys and the girls. Yeah, because that, that those was, are the best moments. Those were really close to home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was pretty fun. This is a good example of a right. movie that I think progressively gets better as it goes. Yeah. I wasn't that into it in the very early goings. Yeah, I was like, where are we going? Yeah, and like, it, it was kind of slow, and it was kind of, you know, but once it gets to, it, it actually, the ending of it, the way things happen or like play out, I thought it was like it really the comes best together. Yeah. Yeah. Everything really wraps up nicely. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend it to you, Ash, and I think you should check it out. At, still, oh, I'm planning to. Still, I'm going to give this film a B minus. What about you, Kayla Savage? Uh, sure. That'll work. <laughs> it's just whatever, whatever. <laughs> I is agree. The, the fad of the day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out. I also, I forget how I got it, but I have like the script on my computer. So I wanted to read that either before or after. Cause I've never actually read the after script. Because the, well, I think the fun of this movie is not knowing where it's going. Hmm. All right. C- counter to what we just said. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we have one last thing on our slot of mini reviews before we wrap up. But uh, Lashin, I think you had a chance to see T.J. Miller's new comedy special on HBO, Meticulously yeah. Ridiculous. That's right. Yeah, I got to see it. That's going to come out today, but that will be Saturday for our listeners on Monday. Right. Uh, yeah, he, uh, as most people probably know, he is Ehrlich from Silicon Valley. He's also been in Cloverfield and Yogi Bear, as T.J. Miller will point out repeatedly. He's very much on the up and up. He's going to be in the Emoji movie. He's going to be in a lot of different things. <laughs> In the uh, movie. Yeah, yeah he's going to be Silicon Valley. What? Yeah, he is. Show. Yeah. This is his last season. Right. But I mean, I like him a lot. I mean, I've never really seen his stand up, though, which is the main reason I wanted yeah. to check out this special because I've seen his multiple talk show appearances, which are all great. If you ever want to just have a good oh, laugh. Great. I was yeah. introduced to him through She's Out of My League. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, he was in that. I forgot. Uh, a very I underrated think, comedy, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I like those films in Pittsburgh. That's I remember it being very OK, but he was good at it. I remember that. Uh, yeah, he he uh, I think he's done specials before. This is his first HBO special, though, and I think it's his first hour long special. And it's interesting because he's very much an absurdist comedian. He hinges on everything just being like slightly off kilter. Like he knows the metrics of comedy very well, but he likes to askew things and do things a little differently. So, like for instance, throughout the special, it'll be like a normal thing, but like he'll be inexplicably wet throughout and then just like at various points it'll get more and more wet just from various different reasons and also like at random points in the special he'll just be talking and then like out of nowhere do this looping editing effect where text comes on the screen sort of similar to like a tim and eric kind of thing Hmm. so he he does different things with this i find interesting but uh on the whole i thought the special was pretty good like i think there's definitely a lot of good bits in there but I also feel like making an hour long felt a little strenuous just because I just don't think he has enough material here to merely warrant like an hour long special. I feel like if it was like a tight 30 or 45 minutes, this would have been really, really strong. But as it is, I think it's fine. It feels a little fat and it feels a little like aimless at times to a fault, but it works on the whole. I mean, it's definitely if you're a fan of TJ Miller, I think you're going to find a lot out of it. But uh, I mean, I don't know. There's like there's like this huge ongoing bit about like a battle axe they has that kind of goes on way too long. And then there's like this other one, there's like another bit about, uh, I, I can't really give it away, but like he talks about like a friend's suicide in a way that's kind of interesting and kind of in poor taste. It's a weird thing to describe. Cause I, mm-hmm. I can't give away what the joke is, but, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's it, if you're, like I say, if you're a fan of TJ Miller, Check it out. You'll probably like it. If you're not a fan, but you want to know about him, I don't think this would be the best introduction. I'd probably just 
check out either Silicon Valley or his talk show appearances, like I said before. But Definitely yeah, I mean, Silicon if you're Valley. that's probably his yeah, his work. Right. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a good solid like B minus special, like not the best I've seen, not the worst. But if you're a fan, you should check it out. We don't usually rate comedy specials. That's a, a hmm. spectrum. I don't know. If I'm prepared to like evaluate. Uh, but well, don't mean to get that's just how my guys. yeah, uh, that's just <laughs> how my heart feels. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for mini reviews. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinemaholics. Uh, for the, if you if you want more, uh, you can check out my movie fights debut that was this past week. Yeah, uh, on Screen Junkies. So that's on YouTube right now or on the Screen Junkies app. That was a ton of fun. It was like an all Pixar movie fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't spoil who won, but it was me. So if you if you don't wow. like me and you like to see me lose, you probably don't want to uh, check it out. But no, it was cool. I got to meet uh, lots of cool people there. So nice, fun stuff. Uh, Kayla Savage, uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me if you Google search my name, Kayla Savage, or you could <laughs> get on find a lot of people. You could. Yeah, you'll find me. Maybe you could check out my Instagram if you want, which is Kayla the Savage, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be cool if you guys followed me. Mostly I, I post my drawings. Yeah. If you care about that, but thanks guys. <laughs> All right. If you, and uh, will, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I think it ain't over till it's over. Has a new episode come out soon, huh? Yeah. We're recording a new episode tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, the new episode of that episode or the new episode of that podcast will be out. So look out for that. Awesome. All right. And uh, from Maverick Hines, I don't think he has anything, but uh, Maverick's got <laughs> a fishing Instagram. He does. That's Daily really Anglers. great. If you haven't followed that yet. Please check it out. Daily. If Anglers. you like fish, if you like fish. If you like drawings, follow me. If you like yeah. fish, follow you like Maverick. Stroking my ego. Like, uh, like uh, I was going to say actual fish, not the band fish. Right. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, don't forget you can download all episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold. You can also find us on the We Got This Covered YouTube channel under Cinemaholics. And uh, we'll see you again next week. From the Internet of California, I am John Agroni. From the Internet of Pennsylvania, I'm Will. From just the Internet. Oh, wow. I'm Kayla Savage. Until next time. Bye.